Welcome back to Industry Tactics. I'm your loyal host, Friendly Rich, and I want to thank everybody for coming out and supporting my latest record, Friendly Rich Sings for Only the Lonely. It's available now on all digital platforms, so please check it out. Let me know what you think. And on the podcast today, something completely different, a couple of excerpts, stories from my upcoming book called Mortadella is Donkey Meat. Tales from an Italian-Canadian Weirdo. I'm going to play you two stories. Uh, they come from the, uh, the upcoming audiobook that's going to accompany this book launch. One is called The Sixth Squirrel, and the other is called The Family Tree. Uh, we're doing two book launches for Mortadella is Donkey Meat. One in Guelph on June the 6th, and one in Toronto on June the 9th at the Lula Lounge as part of the Lula World Festival. So go to FriendlyRich.com for more information. And here it is now, a couple of excerpts from Mortadella is Donkey Meat. When I was a boy, my Grandpa Joe had a garden full of juicy tomatoes and a fig tree that was bigger than his tool shed. Every year in the fall, he would bury that fig tree underground, which allowed him to grow a tropical fruit in Canada. My Grandpa cherished that garden, and those figs were really great in the summertime. He also had a grapevine from which he squeezed his own wine though sometimes he'd share the wine with his family, mostly he'd drink it all himself, for breakfast even. But all wasn't so peachy and figgy. Grandpa had his sour grapes, like all of us. I'll never forget that one summer. Grandpa was struggling with a stubborn squirrel that kept eating his wonderful figs, plums, and grapes, I never saw somebody go into defense mode with quite so much focus and persistence as my Grandpa Joe. He set a trap, placing a barrel full of a week's worth of urine with a blanket on top, rigged with nuts to attract the squirrel. He's going to eat my nuts and then drink my piss, said Grandpa. My brother and I were excited. We were hunting a squirrel. In today's world, people might question my Grandpa's actions his right to defend what was his. People in today's world might say, your Grandpa Joe was cruel for trying to kill a squirrel. That's a life nonetheless. Well, eat my nuts and drink my piss. This story doesn't take place in today's world. The squirrel hopped up on the blanket to grab the nuts and fell through into the urine and started to squeal. Then it miraculously jumped out with a nut in its mouth, resembling a cigar. It was almost as if the squirrel were smiling at my grandpa, saying, You'll have to try harder than that, old man. And so he did. A week later, he had rigged up a homemade trap with wires and a spring-loaded mechanism. He slathered on some peanut butter, and soon after his nemesis appeared, 
Whack! The trap caught the squirrel on the first lick. My brother and I looked at the squirrel as it stared at us in fear. No quick escape this time. It knew what was coming. My grandpa fearlessly took his old knife, the one his father had given him, and he grabbed that squirrel by its squirming body and chop! Off flew its tail. The squirrel shrieked in pain, a sound I hope to never hear again in this miserable lifetime. Don't eat my figs, Grandpa said, as he released the injured, tailless squirrel. Blood trickled from its sorry butt as it scurried off to form a scab. For years after, we'd see that funny-looking rodent still munching on my Grandpa's fruits. That squirrel had earned its place in our garden. I secretly think even my Grandpa respected it after that, for stubbornness to an Italian is a virtue. Every year, Grandpa would travel back to Italy. One year, they confiscated his heirloom pocket knife as he was passing innocently through customs. And so, this knife, stained with years of precious blood and story, now sits at the bottom of the acquired stuff bin at Pearson International Airport, void of any killing, peeling, or folklore. There was a reason my grandfather would sit silently at the dinner table, thinking about that knife with every angry cut. There you have it. That was an excerpt from my upcoming book called Mortadella's Donkey Meat. That was a story, The Sick Squirrel, and now featuring Cheldon Patterson on turntables. And it's a story that's also featured and illustrated in the upcoming book, Mortadella's Donkey Meat. This is The Family Tree. The Family Tree. My grandpa Joe lived in a small Italian town named Pico. Like Joe Verdi was to music, my grandpa Joe was renowned for the horticultural art of tree grafting. Tree grafting is when you successfully attach a branch from one tree onto another. For my grandpa, it began as a hobby. When he was 12 years old, he grafted a lemon onto the ancient olive tree in the front yard. That tree would soon become his colorful masterpiece. Each year, he would graft a new fruit branch onto the family tree. Soon the drab green olives were sprouting beside branches of juicy lemons, oranges, grapes, and figs. Grandpa was fascinated by the idea of attaching one form of life onto another and watching them grow together in harmony. The neighbors all loved the wonderful sights and smells of our growing tree. They would often come by to pick fresh fruit from Grandpa's tree. My Grandpa Joe would not stop evolving his grafting talent. By the time he was 30 years old, he became obsessed with grafting different life forms to the tree. He began experimenting with Rico, the family dog. In 1914, Rico was successfully grafted to the tree, and my grandfather was one of the proudest men in Pico. He would walk the streets, smoking his pipe, telling all of the neighbors to visit his tree, as they would surely be surprised. The wonderful sights and smells of the tree were now accompanied by the sounds of our yappy old dog. Nobody could believe that my Grandpa Joe had changed the laws of modern science. What will you graft next, Giuseppe? asked his proud wife, Santina. Grandpa had not thought about it too much as he joked, Sandy, perhaps I will graft you to the tree. 
shortly after my grandfather had successfully grafted his own wife to the masterpiece. By the end of that year, the town priest, the entire Pico soccer team, an octopus, our symphony orchestra, and a fire truck were all grafted to the old olive tree. It looked as if a magical garden from outer space had landed on our front lawn. When the entire tree was buzzing and hollering, it sounded as though all of New York City had been grafted to it. Soon after this, the concerned mayor of Pico paid a visit to my grandfather and said, Well, Joe, I admire your work, but I am told that your tree is beginning to disturb some of the neighbors with all of the noisy tourists beginning to visit Pico. I'm sorry, but we will have to chop down the tree if this continues. Within an hour of his warning, the mayor had been grafted to the tree. My grandpa always used to say, politicians should never control culture. For months, my grandpa scratched his balding head, wondering which of his neighbors had complained. Was it Percy Crescenzo, the lonely old man who stayed at home, ironing his shirts all day? Was it Flavio Rosa, the Pico real estate agent, who so desperately wanted to sell our famous property? Or was it Signor Stronzo, the town chef, who was probably jealous of our tree's fresh produce? Somebody had it in for my grandpa, as he wrote a letter to his wife, who had grown so high into the tree that he could barely see her anymore. Dear Sandy, life is good down here on the ground. My work has never been more fulfilling than now. I miss you very much and I'm planning to visit you very soon for a picnic in the sky. Your loving husband, Joe. Just then, he sealed the letter and gave it to his pet monkey, Pepe, to personally deliver to his wife, high in the branches of his famous tree. One morning in August 1921, the grafted roosters woke up the entire tree as usual. Soon after, my grandpa woke up too and smoked his pipe like any other morning. Except that fateful morning, there was a foreign sound emanating from the tree. It was the horrible roar of a chainsaw. My grandpa rushed outside to find a tree removal company hacking at his tree. The main stump was half cut by the time my grandpa could try and stop them. Big Foam Tree Removal, Inc had sent their largest bulldozer to kill our family tree. Flavio Rosa, the evil real estate man, was standing nearby with a grin on his face. You can't do this, my grandfather screamed. He ran to the giant saw and tried to stop their cutting. At that point, the entire tree was screaming in fear. On the contrary, Joe, 
You can't do this anymore, said the sleazy real estate man. The people of Pico deserve better than to be chained to the prison of your noisy tree. And we have sold your property to Big Foam Industries. You have until tomorrow to find a new home. I'm sorry, Joe. I did warn you of this, said the mayor from high up in the tree. And with that, the chainsaw had cut through the entire tree. And all that was left was the famous fall of my grandfather's legacy. Like no sound ever heard before, it crushed my grandpa's old house and everything inside. Our entire family history had been erased with one big thump. My grandpa was kneeling in the dust beside the butchered stump with tears running down his face and his pet monkey, Pepe, curled up in his lap. After the fall of our tree, there was a silence in Pico that had not been heard in years. And what broke the silence was my beautiful grandmother's voice. Oh, Joe, it's so good to see you again, she said. And like a true gentleman, my grandpa forgot about his woes and gave her a loving hug. Oh, Sandy, my dear, I missed you so much, he said as his tears of sadness turned to joy. And the sun was shining down on my grandpa's dead tree as he and my grandma walked happily off their property, never to return again. They left with only a trace from their old life in Italy, a seed from my grandfather's famous tree, and this story of our wonderful past. The end. That was The Family Tree, another excerpt from my upcoming book, Mortadella is Donkey Meat, available for order on June 1st from FriendlyRich.com. And as I mentioned, check us out in Guelph at Silence for the book launch on June 6th and at the Lula Lounge as part of Lula World Festival on June the 9th at 7 p.m. And we'll be joined by Viva Mexico Mariachi Band there for that special show. And we'll see you again in June. I'm headed to New Orleans for much of May, so uh, no podcast until then. But on June the 1st, I'm going to be releasing to accompany this big book launch a audiobook version of Mortadella is Donkey Meat. And that audiobook will be available exclusively right here on Industry Tactics. So thank you so much for your support and subscribing to the podcast. And you know what? Instead of saying goodbye the way I usually do, I'm going to play a track from my new release, Fresh, available now on all digital platforms. It says goodbye from Only the Lonely. I can't resist. Goodbye.
Thank you. 